This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. It's Tuesday again. Tuesday review day. How did we do? How did things play out? Well, let's uh, let's just talk big picture before we kind of review the league uh, specifically. What do you think about week four in general? Because I didn't like it. I felt like it was weird games and a lot of a lot of injuries coming out of this week for a lot of fantasy relevant players. Yeah, tons of injuries. It felt well. It felt like maybe scoring wise was a little strange. You know, you had the blow up with the Lions, like that was. I mean, I know Lions have a good offense, but Goff and and Hawkinson and a lot, of, like I said, a lot of injuries. A lot of the rookies, I feel like, didn't really do good this week, uh, which they've been kind of doing good. Mm, yeah, I mean, you got like, and then just in terms of game wise, like the Kansas City Tampa Bay game, like. Essentially, Kansas, I mean, there's only a 10-point difference there, but, like, Brady still had an amazing game, but it just didn't – If a lot of stuff, it just felt, like you said, it felt weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, what – let's – so I wanted the, the injuries that I wanted to focus on were the big running back ones. So Jonathan Taylor – high ankle sprain they're saying you might miss a few i mean we'll see news still has to come out mm-hmm. um but not long term i guess for taylor is the good news the the big devastating one is javante williams acl some other stuff in his knee so he's done for a year long road to recovery for him and then cordero patterson uh, went on ir so he's missing four games for sure at least and he's been killing it this year so of those three, which one, I guess, is the most devastating to fantasy managers right now? Or, and which one gives you the most, maybe not concern, but yeah, which one is the most devastating blow? Because Javante's out for the year, but he wasn't killing He really it. wasn't doing what, yeah. he really wasn't performing the way that I think everyone thought he was going to, right? Right. So... Yeah, I, I, and I guess in terms, of, for me, it, it really comes, it probably comes down to Jonathan Taylor. He was your number one overall pick in redrafts. And in dynasties, you were expecting, you were expecting a drop off of some kind with touchdowns, but this these performances the last three weeks have been brutal. So I would say the biggest issue right now is Taylor and then compounding with a little ankle injury could be missing this Thursday at least. I would say that's, the most devastating performance wise and uh, with the, the injury, like, and, and that offense just seems weird to me. It doesn't, it's, I don't know why they're not working better up front for him, but yeah, the Javante news, does this really, we're a quarter, you know, we're whatever you want to call it, we're going to see them. I mean, he's probably going to be ready for next year, but ACLs, MCLs, running back, this is this could very well be a career, extremely career altering injury. Career altering for sure. I mean, we're seeing J.K. Dobbins who tore his knee up what in preseason last year, now just getting back over a year later to form. Finally had a good game, scored a couple touchdowns. So 
would expect the same timeline at least for Javante, which is a long time to wait if you have him in a dynasty league and definitely uh, changes his outlook next year for redraft. So, yeah, I feel, feel really bad for him. I was, I was in on him this year. I only have him in one league. Tried to get him in a bunch of places, so I guess good for me I didn't. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, could have made a mistake there. <laughs> so yeah, wishing all those guys the best. Everyone else too, like Tua, Daniel Jones, Traylon Burks, Turf Toe, like a bunch of guys that will probably be back this year. And it's not as not as devastating to your teams with those guys. Like they're definitely people you kind of had hopes for, especially Tua and Traylon. But they'll be back, and we can see what they can do. But yeah, the running back position as everyone knows, is our favorite one. Maybe we're a little wrong on that looking at it this year, but, you know, those three names, again, that we talked about that are hurting out for a little while, going to cause a little struggle and shuffle for a lot of teams. So keep your eyes on that. Maybe, you know, if you got a little bit of running back depth, try and sell to those guys. Maybe try to capitalize and um, get yourself something, something nice. Get yourself something nice and shiny. I don't know what that could be. But yeah, so I don't even know either. I feel like it's a weird year for trades too, because it's like if you drafted a good team, there's only a few guys that are like consistent that you can count on. I feel like this season. So if you have them on your team, you're not trading them. And like, there's, I feel like there's not a lot of buy low candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jonathan Taylor, like we mentioned, he's going to be hurt for a while. Maybe you could go get him. But the person that took him overall 101, like that's going to be a hard sell. Same thing for like, uh, I mean, McCaffrey, you can't even really buy low on now because he just had a good game. Dalvin, maybe. But again, that's someone's first round pick. And what are you giving back? Like if you didn't take him in the first, you took a receiver probably or a better running back. So, you know, there's not really those opportunities to try and, be sneaky, which is um, unfortunate, I feel like. Yeah, if you're going to try to move one of your top picked RBs in a redraft or in a dynasty, and it's a Taylor, Dalvin, you're going to, you're probably going to have to look at a, a twofer, but it's, you're not going to be able to, you're probably not going to get back what you expect at this point. So uh, it's probably best to just hold, or if you can find that right, that right deal. But anywho, where did we land with uh, these matchups? How did they play out, Scum? What are we... uh... Before we do matchups, let's do a quick nonsense minute because it's it's October. Time to get spoopy. Mm -hmm. Schnink, my question to you is, who is your favorite character in Twilight and you can't say Edward? Why, why do you do this to me? (laughs) Why do you do this to me? I'll give you my answer because it's obviously my boy, Charlie. He's Charlie. That's a really good one right there. That is a good one. Just about saying Charlie, just a regular guy in a nonsense world, uh, real confused and in the dark about everything. It's hilarious. Mm. And a rocking stash. <laughs> got the got the freaking good old stash. Uh, t- oh man, that's a good one. Mm. 
that you guys thought I was going to say Jacob, but I didn't because I was not allowed to play him in Hollywood. So forget him. <laughs> and forget you, Kyle Dayton. Uh, gosh, I can't. This is such a hard question for me. <laughs> so rattle off some of the names you're thinking about besides Charlie. Charlie's good. I we're gonna go vampire wise. I always I always like Emmett. He just seemed a happy go lucky, big brooding <laughs> buff guy. Uh, Carlisle, <laughs> the uh, uh, James from the first one was a good character. Freaking I'm gonna James? Charlie. I'm gonna go with Billy. I'm gonna go with Billy Black. <laughs> My boy Gil Birmingham. He, Did you ever uh, meet him? Yep. Oh yeah, he was. That's crazy. He was always around. He That's was such, cool. He was such a cool guy. Uh, oh, freaking Laurent! Laurent was amazing. <laughs> uh, you're so mouthwatering. All right, that's it. That's it for now. That's Good it. List. Uh, everyone, I love them all. Good list of names. Everyone, tell us who your favorite is. But we know it's not Bella, obviously. No, it's never gonna be Bella. Jeez, just the worst. Just the absolute worst. Okay, but you know what else is the absolute worst? That we got both of our picks wrong last week in the matchups. We had called Brandon over T to be the upset of the week. That didn't happen. T put up a good fight. He was looking like he could maybe pull away with it even for a little while. He was. He was watching too. He was ready. He was like, dang, team's doing pretty good today. He got almost 30 out of Pierce. Uh, good showings with his tight ends and his flex. I mean, he had, if this was the week to put up 130, it was it. He could have almost taken down one of the tops, but it was not meant to be. The blowout of the week instead was Wade over me, which, yeah, I'll probably be on the wrong end of a lot of blowouts this year, but Wade put up 190. And, well, I think we'll get into this a little more tomorrow when we do ranks again, but we've talked. We've been talking all offseason and in this early part of the season about Ernie and Brendan, Ernie and Brendan. Wade's team is looking good. He's got Josh Allen. He's got Nick Chubb. So the like top, at least top two at each of their positions. Tyreek Hill can always blow up um, and a bunch of other solid pieces. So, I mean, I would start looking at Wade as a little more serious of a contender than I think we've at least been, been billing him as. Yeah, I really like where, I really like what you said there. He loses Cordero for at least four or five weeks, but he's got Clyde on the bench who's just been the Clyde, I guess we all thought he would be, you know, tons <laughs> of work and opportunity. So that's a plug and play. No world worries there. Uh, maybe when we get into some bye weeks, he might have some issues with filling out some sure. of the receiver slots because his receiving bench is pretty weak. Uh, but again, I agree with you. He needs to definitely be in the conversation. Uh, his team is very good, you know, like you mentioned, with the Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Tyreek, players that just will always be very, very consistent. And then you've got the potential growth with apparently Hawkinson with 40. That's never happening again. But, again, agreed with you there. Wade is definitely now in the conversation for top three. And I guess since they're all undefeated, They've not played each other yet, but that's coming down the line, and uh, we'll see how uh, how they can do. It's not next week, though. <laughs> no. 
And then we had called you over Gooch to be the upset of the week, which is another one that could have happened. Literally. You had some tough injury luck, some just games that didn't go your way. But Gooch only put up 90 points, and he does not deserve to have won. So. Yeah, a li- if, I, if I don't have injuries and a little bit more production and then maybe made a little lineup tweak here and there, but fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> the other, I'm, I'm, I come up on top on that one. And uh, the other matchups we haven't talked about yet, Ernie held on and beat Ben, but Ben finally woke up, put up 150. So tough for him, tough way to go down to 0-4. Uh, again, we'll talk about season-long projections and just what he can do a little more tomorrow in the ranks. But at least the the Smith-Ben 08 team is, is waking up. He also did get Alvin Kamara out of his lineup, so good on you there, Ben. Jesse, yeah, good good call getting Kamara out of there. Definitely don't want to get zero out of him for the second time this week in your lineup. But he's another team. I know we're, we've talked about him just not performing, but just kind of going down right now. His bench is, is just not good either. So even if he continues on this run, uh, you know, kind of high – 150s or so, 140s, 150s, once bye weeks come around and if there's an injury, like he already kind of is sitting there with possibly Taylor being injured and Kamara already being injured, what's going on there, just not a lot of depth. So his team isn't, in my opinion, uh, built for that. You know, he, again, it's, it's Brendan and Eric with the depth. I, it's just, I just don't, I just don't have a lot of faith that, well, he's, he lost, so he's only four at this point. He's got a lot of ground to make up if he's going to even be nowhere, anywhere near playoffs. Don't worry, Ben, you still have to play me. Yeah, he already played me, I think. Yeah, he, you beat him. Okay. <laughs> I freaking beat him, didn't I? You did. Oh my gosh, that's, damn it, Ben. <laughs> That's why I'm mad. But the, the other matchups, Jesse, the week that we don't pick him as an upset, that obviously he loses. Um, he had he had the lead going into Monday night, just had Debo left to worry about, and then Debo had a huge game. So that's where he loses, also because um, his Raven stack, Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Andrews was not good this week. So the one week I move away from a dope call and <laughs> they actually do dope out with three from Mark Andrews and only 17 from Lamar Jackson. Son of a gun. And I think like all like or not all of it, but fourteen of that seventeen was probably in the first half for Lamar. It's crazy. Oh gosh. The dog then, zero out of play pool still gets the win. Yeah, that's embarrassing, Jesse. What the heck, guys? The most then, inconsistent, the most randomly inconsistent type team. It's like one week he's throwing up almost two hundred, the next week he's losing the duck and barely getting one thirty. Well, it's all it's all that Raven stack. Everyone else, like Dalvin, got his fifteen. Zeke got his fifteen. Like that's about what you expect from them. Yeah. Mike Evans had a blow up of thirty. Everyone else was about you know what they should be, but yeah. When you don't get a combined like sixty out of Lamar and Andrews, and only get twenty oh. instead, that's where that's where it changes. Yeah, exactly. And then rounding out the week review, 
this matchup swung last night too. Jimbo went in with a smallish lead over Dason with Monday night. Jason just had a kicker in a defense, but as you know, Sneak, as, as you always preach, you can win matchups there, and that's exactly what happened. Okay, and the Niners. Out of the Niners. Yep. Didn't even realize. Yes, you can win your matchups with a good kicker and a good defense. And Dayson with 22 out of the Niners last night. Holy smacks. I didn't even realize. Brought him back to beat Jim. And yeah, we've got a f- interesting, like, um, interesting shakeup, I think, tomorrow in the ranks. Maybe not that big, but um, definitely get into that and talk about it a little more. Anything else you want to leave the people with, Shane? Finally, huh? Oh, I got the yawns today. Jeepers. All that continuing education you have to do. 36 from Miles Sanders. Big Jets was super fun. Oh, we got to talk about Big Jets. We got to talk Big Jets before the episode is out. Let's Let's just jump right into that since we're on Jimbo's team. Three Big Jetters. Zach Wilson with 21 isn't the... Worst number. That's uh, solid. You know, we like that. Pretty stinking solid. Garrett with five though is not what we wanted, and Conklin uh, with seven looks to be his worst uh, game so far of the year. I mean, seven from tight end probably put him at like tenth best this week. Yeah, <laughs> he sure. outscored Andrews. He outscored. Oh my gosh, you're so Pitts right. and Waller. So. So we got that going. My big Jets, I got six out of Michael Carter and zero out of Ty Johnson. My big Jets, seven and a half out of Braxton Berrios, the last-minute pickup with the tutty. With the touchdown pass. And then I picked up uh, young Jeezy, Greg Zerline. Didn't realize he was the Jets kicker, but threw him out there. Got a solid six. Oh, dude, that's so – I didn't even realize you did that. That is um, – that is. we're talking ultimate big Jets right now. And then we're going over to Brandon's team. Wow, Brees with 20, basically. Okay. Brees with 20 and the game winner. But Brandon was too scared to play Corey Davis. He should have. Corey Davis got touched on 17 points. And then Elijah with eight. But still he, – uh, he, didn't, he didn't play Elijah Moore or Corey Davis. Uh, so – Boo on you, Boo, Brandon. Uh, but yeah, Corey Davis. Is this his second or third week? Decent. I mean, 12, 15, 4, and 17. So he's kind of, I mean, Brandon's got him. At, like you said, it's his buddy on the bench. He just needs him there, you know, to talk to late at night. But and literally, uh, the only bad week was the week I had him as a hope. Thanks a lot, Corey. <laughs> of course, of course. But Big Jets was super fun. Um, I will be dropping Braxton Berrios, so everyone, but if you want to get in on him, uh, go ahead. Maybe he's the QB1 for the Jets moving forward. If, if anyone if anyone wants to get in on Big Jets this week, Berrios is back <laughs> on the block. Well, it was a, a weird week for results-wise, but always fun with the LV Dynasty League. Anything else, Sneak, that you want to – Get out there before we wrap up the short Tuesday. I think that's about it. Good wrap up. All right, y'all. We'll see you tomorrow for Tanks and Ranks, Hopes and Dopes. And be easy. Bye. Bye. Ooh, in unison this week. But it's my thing. Bye.
I just hate Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota now. That's my that's my new thing. Yeah, They're the worst. <laughs> 